0: Love Talk Radio Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Chef, Sports City,
1: Sports City, Chefs, Chefs, Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Chef, Sport City, Sports City, Chef Kaboom, Sports City, Chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on the spoon. a well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom. to so tell a friend, it's the Sports City Chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Chefs. Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Chefs. Yeah. Cabin. Todd. Woo! Connecticut. Uh.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Sports City, what's going on, man? It's your boy, Sirius, back at the helm, back with another Week Nine edition of the NFL Wrap Up Show. I am your host, um, and it's such a pleasure to be here with you guys on another edition of the Wrap Up Show, man. Um, for those of you guys who are new to the program, man, this is what we do here on a regular basis. So, pull up a chair, grab a plate, sit down, man. We got a lot to talk about, man. But before we get started. You know, I do. I don't do this by myself, man. I do got my co host with me, man. Barry the villain, John out of Connecticut. Barry, what's going on, man? How we
1: doing this evening?
2: Villain, we're doing good, man. Lots to get to, man. A good week for us, for our local heroes, but uh, a lot of news to get to, man. So I'm anxious to get started, brother. How you doing? You
0: know what? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. It's been a crazy week in sports, you know, across the whole landscape of sports, man. And um, I'm going to start with dumping a couple of these little dump passes off to you, man. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is dominating the headlines and, um, mm-hmm. kind of taking over everything from a from a sports standpoint to a political standpoint. Um, right before we got on the air, man, right before we got on the air, the Green Bay Packers were fined $300,000 uh, for, I guess, hiding um, Aaron Rodgers and Alan Lazard's uh, COVID-19 status and not practicing the protocols. Aaron Rodgers himself was fined 14, uh, 14 stacks for it, man. and um, there's been a lot of buzz around the situation and I'm sure there are others that have opinions on this, but I want to get your thoughts on it. Um, before I gave mine, what were your thoughts on the fines that were handed out? We do got a call in who that I'm going to get you after you kind of give your, give your opinion on it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. L- listen, um, it's just news. So, um, I- I'm literally kind of following, um, everything that kind of proceeded. So basically, listen, going back a week, Aaron Rodgers lied, and he tried to get away with it, and he tried to um, skirt the rules. Um, you know, he, he said he was immunized or um, immune, whatever you want to call I don't even want to say it. It's ridiculous what he said, right? Um, and, 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 and really thought that he could be above the law, that he didn't have – the rules didn't apply to him because he's Aaron Rodgers. I think he thought he had the Aaron Rodgers rate when it came to, to the pandemic, that, you know, he didn't need to do anything in particular. I mean, <laughs>
1: um,
2: the, the PAC um, were culpable, seriously. And we didn't, me and you didn't get a chance to talk about this because we weren't on last week. We took a little break. Um, right. So, you know, we didn't, we didn't really get a chance to get into how, um, at the end of the day, the pack knew he wasn't uh, vaccinated. And Aaron Rodgers knew he wasn't vaccinated and came off as, as a coward by lying about it. So he didn't have to, you know, follow the rules. And the pack let him go to a party that wasn't in the facility at a Halloween party, dressed as John wick, which he, it was a good costume. He looked like John wick, but I mean, yeah. no social distancing, no mask, no nothing out there with the video dancing. I mean, looking like a fool now because you know, you are not vaccinated and now he's got all these excuses. He's got. He's got. Uh-huh. You know, he didn't. He he, he didn't. He, there was the part of the drug that he's allergic to, and you know, he never lied about it. And he feels like he's like Martin Luther King, where you know he's being demonized and crucified. Like that's a load of crap. You think you're Martin Luther uh-huh. King? Like that. That's he stood up for our entire race of people that couldn't use the same toilet as as other right. people. You're talking about not having to wear a mask. Like, what are we talking about here, my dude? Like, you look like a fool. You look like a jerk. You look like a pompous. You know what? Arrogant. Uh-huh. Any 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 verb that you can anything you could describe him. Any adjective that described Aaron Rodgers is applicable right now because of the way he's come off at this whole situation series. It's, it's disgusting. It's it's sad. And you know what? Um, I don't. He'll probably. He's Aaron Rodgers. He'll he'll move on for another day. But he needs to just come out, apologize, and move on. Because the more he goes on Pat McAfee and 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 using them, him, and Joe Rogan as your medical experts, you look like an idiot. Bottom line, yeah,
0: yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, I'm gonna get my, uh, my my opinion on it here in a minute, but we do got to call in. Q calling them from the two hundred three. Uh, number, what's going on, man? What's your name, and how you doing this evening?
3: Hey, thanks for having me, guys. My name is Anthony. Uh, I met Barry at a party a couple weeks ago. I'm from Connecticut, as is he. So,
0: Barry, how are you?
2: Thanks,
3: guys. I'm for doing having good,
0: me. man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fellow Giant fan, it's two to one. Serious, two yeah, to one. Yeah, yeah. I ain't worried
0: about I ain't, I ain't about watching G Men Man We need to I, commiserate. I, we need to we
3: need to band together. <laughs> I know Anthony, we uh, we kind of locked welcome. eyes welcome. when we saw each other's giant hats at the party. You're like, Oh, someone who's going through the same kind of pain that I'm going through right now. Great. I, I <laughs> understand I,
2: I, like, I understand. I understand. Yeah. Misery really does
0: love company. Misery really does love company. But <laughs> so I I definitely want to get I definitely want to get your opinion on, on the current topic at hand. It's Aaron Rodgers' situation. I'm sure if you're a Giants fan, you you kind of been watching the football and everything that's going on. What's your opinion on it, man? Go ahead and say what you got to say.
3: Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks very much. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this whole thing just kind of underscores what we all feel, which is there's a different set of standards and rules that apply to people who are well-off, particularly athletes, than there are from the rest of us little people, right? I think that's a lot of where this frustration is born out of. You know, you see what Aaron Rodgers is doing. He thinks that he can just do whatever he wants, lie, skirt the rules, just because he's a popular athlete and arguably the best quarterback in the NFL, right? And so, you know, I think he really, he kind of lives in this world where he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room, and that's what motivates him, and, and he can go and say whatever he wants to the media and, and, and not worry about the consequences, not worry about the truth ever coming out potentially until something like this happens and he goes and does something irresponsible and it comes out what he did. And, and you know, he, he had an interesting quote today. Well, I don't know if it was today when he joined Pat McAfee or last week when he was on Pat McAfee's show, but he said, you know, I'm an athlete, not an activist. And, and, and that's fine. You know, not every athlete has to be an activist. A lot of athletes are, especially these days, even going back to 30, 40 years ago when you had Bill Russell and Jim Brown and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar you know, advocating as well as they did and still do. Um, not every athlete has to take on that activist mantle, but every athlete is looked up to. Every athlete is considered a role model. There's some mm. child out there, looking at Aaron Rodgers for the first time, big Packers fan growing up in Wisconsin or wherever, and, and looking to Aaron Rodgers as an example, as an exemplar. And it's just not a good look that you can get away with, with lying like this and living by a separate set of, of rules and standards. It's just not a good look. And, you know, I, I've always kind of had my – Issues with Aaron Rodgers even before this, right? He always kind of talked at people, I felt like. He was always Mm. sort of a a difficult listen. I remember with the whole rigmarole going on in the summer about whether he was even going to come back to the Packers and, and that whole drama. And, you know, I never really understood what his beef was then. You know, I know he wasn't happy with Jordan Love being drafted. He felt like the communication was poor, you know among the organization and, and what the succession plan was going to be for him but he never really made that strong case to me as to why it was worth all that drama now you have something like this which just kind of tarnishes his image even more and makes him look like that spoiled athlete that can say whatever he wants do whatever he wants um and i just you know you you really worry about the effects that that has on the people who are looking up to this guy and 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 actually basing their decisions on what people like him do. Now I know that that's not mm-hmm. something that, you know, people should be doing, but they do. People look to athletes as a role model, as a guide. And, mm-hmm. you know, when they're doing things like this and lying and living off their own standards, um, it just sets a bad example for, for those, uh, minds out there that can be, uh, that can be swayed by that kind of thing. It's not good. It's not good. So you know um,
0: what? I I definitely agree with you there. I, I definitely agree with you there. And um, it, it, it's funny you mentioned the, the role model aspect and the fact that he said that you know he's not an activist. And um, he also had another quote. He goes, you know, one side's gonna you know praise me, the other side's gonna demonize me. But the thing is, when mm-hmm. you make a stand, like you know, when, when, when you make a stand like the one he's making. Okay, you know he, he he's against the whole rules and against the whole vaccine and whatever the case may be. Again, I'm not here to say you should get it, you shouldn't get it. I mean that's that's not right. my badge. You know, I, I have right. my own personal opinion about the situation. But here's the thing that I I have an issue with Aaron Rodgers. Okay, you lied. Okay, exactly. Point blank
1: <laughs> in the discussion, yep.
0: you you, you lied. You know, if, if you don't want to yeah. get the vaccine, this is not this is not the NBA. This is not. You, you don't play in, the, in, in, in in the state of New York where you know there are rules and regulations for being indoor. Or Kyrie Irving, you know, you <laughs> don't get the vaccine, wear your mask. You know, what I'm saying obey Yeah, that's a personal choice. And go, absolutely, yeah, going go, go about your business. But the fact that you lie, put players in, 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 in harm's way, I have a legitimate right. problem with that. Um, that's and right. So for 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 me. Um, my position on Aaron Rodgers is is very, very, very candid. Um, I think he's a coward. I think that he needs to stop trying to speak out of both sides of his mouth because one minute you want to be this hard-ass type of dude where, you know, uh, fight the monarchy and stand up for this and stand up for that, and then all of a sudden when the law comes down, you know what I'm saying, you want to hide behind the fact that, again, like you said, I'm not an activist. Uh, I just want to live, you know, and have my 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 health situation private. And this, that, and the third. I'm sorry, bro. You can't have your cake and eat it too. And, and right. you, you you can't move and operate in, in, in those types of waters. And I, I, I I've been I've been talking to a buddy of mine who um kind of shares Aaron Rodgers' sentiment. And I put it plain like this. And again, we we can move we can move on to something else after that. I put I put it I put it, it as as this. He 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 and I both are fathers. Okay? Mm-hmm. And if my child blatantly disobeyed a, a a rule that I gave him or told him to do and came up to me and was like, Yo daddy, I just don't want to do that, I'm beating his ass. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so Well so, and, and I I love that
3: you went so, there. Because that's exactly what, what I was going to say. Like, what are the consequences going to be now? Nothing. Well, right? The NFL is well, not going to come you, you down know,
2: you, know what, you know what the thing is, that's, though? You know the what the point? thing is? Here's the, here's, here's the thing, serious. I totally – I agree with both you, right? I totally agree, right? But here's why I have a big problem with him, right? The fact is that you're trying to say that you're not an activist, that you don't – you know, everybody's going to pick a side, and you demonize. But you know what? You didn't pick a side. You you took a coward's way out and said, oh yeah, I, I'm, in, I'm immunized or whatever, I, I, you know, like at the side of your mouth. <laughs> and then once you right. got caught, then you had your explanation of why you want to, you know, it, why you didn't get vaccinated. And then here's the, here's the big problem I have, serious, and you know where I'm going with this. Two things. The first thing you said, Anthony, was co- uh, totally right about he has a privilege. It's white privilege. I'm gonna put it out there. The elephant's in the room. It's that white privilege. He
1: didn't.
2: It's not just athlete privilege. Because here's the deal. He came out and and said, oh, "I'm not a flat earther, so don't put me in that category." And then he said, "I'm not an activist. I'm an athlete." That's two shots across the bow to Kyrie Irving, who he's trying to be compared to. I, I give Kyrie Irving a lot of crap all year round, 24/7. Tied the, the owner of a, a sports city. He, he and I yep. go at it, right, Serious. We go at it hard because I, I don't let Kyrie. up on Kyrie. I don't like what he does. I don't like how he quits on his team when he doesn't feel like playing. But guess what? At least he right. had the balls to come out and say, you know what? I'm not vaccinated. I don't want to do it. I don't want to put it in my body. Right. This is why. And then that, it, it may have been a co- convoluted, you know, Instagram live, but at least he came out and said, I'm not vaccinated. Yeah, you didn't isn't even it something that? that this situation has painted Kyrie in a better
3: light? Right, he handled yes, it exactly. compared, to, compared to Aaron Rodgers. Kyrie handled this right for a change. Right, I mean he, he has his was a man and, about and it, and he's been a clown on a lot of things. But this, he got this one right compared to how Aaron Rodgers handled it. You're absolutely right about that. True. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and he's <laughs> trying, trying to and he's so.
2: trying to compare himself to and he's trying to distance himself and compare himself and you know trying to dude. I don't like Kyrie Irving for what he does. I respect the hell out of him because at least he's standing by his morals. And you know what? He's hanging on that cross. He put himself there, but yeah. he's hanging on it. You don't even right. want to do that. You, just want, you now, just want to do what you want to do.
3: Now, it helps that Kyrie's still getting paid, is he not? Am I wrong on that? Yes, yeah, he's exactly. Still getting paid. He's still
2: getting paid. So
3: that that's, and that that's, And that's helps.
2: at the end of the day. <laughs> he wants to get paid. And at least at least – um, at least Carson Wentz, he came out and said, "I'm not vaccinated," but he follows protocol. He wears a right. mask. He practices right. social distancing. Cam Newton came out and said, "I'm not vaccinated," but he was he he was prepared to do everything he needed to do. Get tested more often. All that all the all everything that you're supposed yeah. to do. Aaron Rodgers yeah. didn't want to go through that and lied about it. So he right. put everybody in danger by going into the huddle, not wearing a mask on the sideline, going to this Halloween party. And yep. that's the problem. It's not a personal decision when your actions can infect everybody on your team, everybody around well, you. That's the well, problem. People
3: have, people have to understand you have every right to your personal choice, but you also have to Absolutely. understand that with your, with your choice comes responsibility, however. You know, your choice is not just your choice. It affects other people, and you have to do whatever is necessary to ensure that the choice you're making is not infringing on someone else, right? And so people, and Aaron Rodgers is one of those people who thinks that I can make my choice and I don't care what consequences there might be. No, you have to know exactly what the consequences of your choice is going to be. You have every right to make that choice, and no one's going to take that choice away from you. But understand what the consequences of that choice is and what you need to do to keep other people safe if that's the choice you're going to be making not to get vaccinated. That's fine. But understand the consequences of your choice. And that just goes back to him thinking that he knows he's the smartest guy in the room and he can live uh, on a different set of rules and and not worry about how it affects other people. And that's just utter self He just honestly feels like he's
0: above reproach. He just sort looks of like really? he's exactly. And and, and, well, and he and and, and 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 he carries himself like that. Like I mean, if if you want to go right. far back, you know, to this off season whether he won't play or won't or is gonna play in the second or third. Oh, he, he just was had holding a whole hostage. attitude about himself. Yeah, he was holding them hostage. I'm gonna right. go I'm and gonna so go host
3: Jeopardy, he, I'm gonna go play in California. Right. Everything was a tactic to hold the Packers hostage.
0: Right. You're his employer. Right. This so, is his
3: employer at the end of the day.
0: <laughs> and see, and 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 the thing is, his actions cost his employer three hundred thousand dollars. The Packers just got fined three hundred thousand dollars for this whole altercation. Three hundred, three hundred dollars. Yeah. So this is how you yeah. pay the people who lied for you and stuck. I mean, again, we can talk about Aaron Rodgers all day. We got to move, gentlemen. Right. Odell, Bethel, but, but one thing, <laughs> one thing,
2: one thing serious. One thing serious. You're absolutely right. He cost them three hundred uh, grand. But let's not act like the Packers didn't know he wasn't vaccinated. Let's not yeah, act let's like they didn't so. know. They no, they no, they're, I mean, they're just as, they their hands. Yeah, their their hands are just as dirty. They washed their hands in the same dirty sink as Aaron Rodgers did. They knew he wasn't vaccinated, and they didn't enforce the rules. They let him exactly. get away with this crap. Well, That's and, why they got know why. Crap.
3: You know why you feel he is beyond reproach because he is. Beyond reproach, there will not be yeah, any. They, and, and Green Bay,
0: same question. yeah, and Green Bay, yeah, yeah. and Green Bay, yeah. he, he's about yeah. the first. And again, I mean, yeah. I have no issue calling out the Green Bay Packers because, again, Aaron Rodgers told on the Packers. He said people in the Packers organization knew, other officials and such and such knew. Like he literally yep, exactly. dragged the rest of the whole organization down with them. You know what I'm saying? So dry again, snitching. Aaron Rodgers
2: <laughs> Dry snitching.
0: Exactly. So Aaron, here's an Aaron interesting. Was like, Yo, hell,
2: Here's an interesting ahead, question now: if if, if if is this it?
3: Is this going to be it for him and the Packers? Like his his future with the Packers was tenuous before. Could this be the final nail in the coffin? You see him on a different team next. Year.
0: I don't think you know, that, so. That, I fun. don't think nope.
2: so.
3: Nope.
0: And, and, and 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 here's why: We again, Jordan Love had his first start, and again we, we we can dive into this here in a minute. Yeah, but Jordan, Jordan Love had his first start. Didn't look didn't look really good at all. Um, all reports that I'm looking at right now is saying that, you know, if Odell Beckham Jr., who was released by the uh, Cleveland Browns, uh, had his preferred destination, it would be Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. So <laughs> let's say um, Odell Beckham Jr. does indeed sign with the Green Bay Packers. You have Odell Beckham Jr., Devontae Adams, a slew of running backs. Um, and, again, Aaron Rodgers is going to play. If he does not play this upcoming Sunday versus Seattle, he will be playing the game after that. And they can go on this magic carpet ride. <laughs> Let's say for kicks and giggles, the Green Bay Packers do the damn thing, win a chip. You know what I'm saying? Do you really honestly think that Aaron Rodgers isn't going to come back to Green Bay? Do you honestly think that the the Green Bay Packers aren't going to back up every Brinks truck in, in Wisconsin and destroy <laughs> You know, Patrick Mahomes type money at the zoo. Like he he finally has a number two receiver, which is one of the biggest one of the biggest beasts that he was talking about. He finally has a number two, a number two receiver to go alongside Devontae Adams. He got his boy Randall yeah. Cobb there. You know, in, in a roundabout way, this Green Bay Packers team has managed to give him exactly what he wants which is right. like assistance on the offensive side of the ball. This is pending them actually signing and acquiring Odell Beckham Jr. So mm-hmm. if they do that and they go on this magic carpet ride, there's nowhere in the world he's leaving Green Bay. Nowhere in the world.
2: Yeah. I, I, I think the Packers have backed the truck up to keep him. To your point, Jordan Love did not look good. He didn't look ready. He looked ill-prepared. I don't know if that's coaching or, or if that's on him. But he looked—he just didn't look good. I saw throws that he was trying to make. This just—you know—not—you know—not hitting the right reads. Pocket awareness wasn't there. Um, you know, it takes time. But then you're also looking at a guy like Matt White for the Jets, who looks like a superstar in his first five quarters of NFL action. So it's like, <laughs> what are we talking about here? And he played the whole preseason, right? So with the number ones. So for him to have a clunker against a bit a bad defense, mind you, not a good defense at all. I don't know how you can turn over the keys to the car to this guy. I mean, you, you, you don't give this guy the Maserati. You go rent out a, a Hugo and say, all right, go drive that around for a little while. Like, you don't, you know what I mean? Right. Like you don't do it.
3: Yeah. I think at the end of the day, Honestly, the Packers are going to do whatever Aaron Rodgers wants, right? Like yeah, to yeah, both yeah, of your guys yeah. point, I mean, he, he's, He really is holding this organization hostage right now, ever since the summer, ever since he was threatening to leave. And now with this, especially if they didn't know he was vaccinated, if they were essentially complicit in this lie, which it's turning out to be that they were, I mean, it just goes to show you how much power Aaron Rodgers has. He's going to get whatever he wants. I agree. But, yeah, it should be very interesting to see.
0: Yeah, man. So, honestly, just keeping it right there. Odell Beckham was released. Uh, he cleared waivers this afternoon at four. All signs look like he is going to want to sign with Green Bay. But let's 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 flip it on his head. Let's say he doesn't sign with Green Bay. Uh, another possible landing spot for Odell Beckham Jr. was Seattle. Um, anybody think that he can go anywhere else? Would it be a better? <laughs> Or, oh, no, I'm talking to two Giants fans So I mean obviously I know the guy <laughs> A little bit more in depth than I do But talk to me fans I mean, What do you think Odell Belcom Jr. may end up If he doesn't end up in Green Bay
2: uh, I, I think the best Fit for him Probably is Green Bay I think I, I, There was a couple teams that came up that I think are, are Just as good if not better. I think the Patriots are a really good fit For him to be a number one receiver I think for him to go to a contender to a winning team, I think he needs to go to either Green Bay, Baltimore, possibly. I, 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 don't, I don't like Seattle. I, I, I'm not feeling it. Um, I think the Saints kind of, with the quarterback situation, kind of moved themselves out of it. So I'm really thinking it's the Packers, it's the Raiders, it's the Ravens. Um, well, but I, I think he'll probably be a Packer. Um, and it's he, entirely he needs to. It, he mean right? And all Giants fans that have been saying, we, "Let's run it back. Get the hell out of here with that. Get out of exactly. here. with that. We're good. <laughs> We're good."
1: <laughs>
0: well, hold yeah, second, it, so, it, it, I can't even. I, I can't really even say that because that's the same with the Giants right now, y'all need healthy bodies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, all we do. Spend, we do. Create your money on on Kenny Galladay and this. And this clown ain't played more than fifteen minutes the whole damn season, you know what I'm saying? Sterling Shepherd got a, a broke leg and broke ankle, and his pinky toe hurt. He, he ain't there. So I mean, y'all need elbow body. So yeah, why not? I'm retired at thirteen. No. I'm back in, in, no. In
2: New
3: York, no. I'm I'm with no. Barry. I, I, can you picture him in this <laughs> offense under Jason Garrett? I mean, I mean, no. Jason Garrett is, is throwing two yard screen passes on on third and ten. Can you imagine what, how many how many nets Odell Beckham is going to be kicking over on the sideline every time he doesn't get the ball because Jason Garrett won't yeah. get the ball to him? I mean, he it took him five weeks to figure out how to get the ball to Kadarius Tony for God's
2: sakes. I mean, yeah, can I you need imagine? to do a better job of getting Tony the ball. Really?
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: really. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I think well, it I would think be a talking...
3: terrible fit. <laughs>
2: But where do you think oh, he I'm goes, sure, Anthony? Man. Where do you think he ends up? You know, so, so is,
3: it, is, it his, is it entirely his choice at this point? I mean, he's a free yeah. yeah. he, agent. Yeah. He basically gets yeah. to choose. You know, if I were him, yeah. I would be thinking about going to Tampa and, and playing under Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. Oh, my I God. Think Bruce oh my Arians, God. I, I think Bruce Arians could really work him into that offense, and I think Tom Brady could straighten him out in the same kind of way that Bill Belichick. Would. I really do. I mean,
2: I, you I saw just it, don't. He, I just don't think there's enough football for him. Not in Tampa Bay. Not too that, many. I other mean, they're, they're having a hard time getting you know Antonio Brown and Godwin the ball, and, and then it's sometimes mm. it's, it's you know Mike Evans, or it's Gronk, or it's the ty- other tight ends. I, I just don't think there's enough basketball. I mean, a basketball, football. Yeah, <laughs> that's true.
1: Yeah,
3: you know? I mean.
0: Kansas, he, Kansas City is a possibility, but I mean, I mean, you throw you throw him out there in Kansas City, you know. I mean, you could claim the number two yeah. alongside Kyrie. I mean, if I I think
1: do that, Kansas yeah. City
2: is a is a good fit too. Serious, I, I I didn't mention them because I just think they're not a contender. I, I just right. don't think. I, I I watched them Monday night, and I know Anthony did Monday because I was talking to so him Monday night against the, the Giants, <laughs> and then against the Packers, that team is lost. They're the worst 5-4 and four team right now, and they have no business getting into the playoffs. And if they do get into the playoffs, they'll be out in the first round. Mahomes looks lost. He is absolutely lost serious. And I'm watching him, you know, like scramble – not scramble, slide to the right or slide to the left, it was. He has – Travis Kelsey, wide open, over the middle, a safety's coming down. He could have thrown it to him and got some yards. He's forcing it into double colors down the field and makes a terrible throw. Like, he's not reading defenses. He looks like he looks like before his rookie, he looks like he's at Texas Tech right now. That's mm-hmm. just, you know, even though it's a good fit, I don't think that's where he should go if he wants to win the chip.
0: I mean, I honestly agree with you. I mean, I mean, if he wants to win the chip, obviously, or have a have a you know potential to get get to a chip, I mean, honestly, for me, it, it's Green Bay. There there there's mm-hmm. no ifs or buts about it. You pair him with Devontae Adams, uh, you give him Aaron Rodgers and, and that that type of offense with Matt Lafleur. You give him two solid running backs and and Aaron Jones and. Aj Dillon and whatever case it may be, the defense is making enough plays. Um, mm-hmm. And not to mention, I, 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 I said this in my fantasy chat earlier earlier today. The Green Bay Packers actually do have a game coming up in December versus the Cleveland Browns. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Irony. I mean, so, so
1: seriously, what
2: do you what do you think about the Rams?
0: I don't think the Rams are a good fit for him because, in my honest opinion, like I think honestly with with, with, with McVeigh, I don't think his particular system is going to fit what he does. Like you have Cooper okay. Cup, you have Robert Woods, you have you have you know you, your plethora of different weapons. Obviously, you know you Matthew Stafford and everything like that. I mean, but when 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 you he needs to go to Green Bay. In Green Bay, he's the clear number two. Um, he plays with a, a future Hall of Famer. Um, and you have a legitimate sh- – I mean, you have a shot at a run with the Rams. But the thing that sold it for me was the fact that in December – I think December 25th, if I remember correctly, they played, they, they played Cleveland. Um, and it would be something to behold um, to have him line up against his former teammates and torch them. I I think their secondary isn't that that good. So it's it's, going to be barbecue chicken out there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think there's
3: a risk in him not being happy ultimately, no matter where he goes. And this is, I think, why Barry and I don't want him back here, because he is such a distraction. He is such a diva. And I, I don't like using that term. I think it's overused, but I think it fits him well. He, when he's not getting the ball almost every throwing down, every, almost every down, I mean, he's, I mean, he threw Eli Manning under the bus. How do you, how do you come in here and, and throw Eli Manning under the bus? I mean, he's, the guy's a legend. Well, I let me, mean,
0: let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. Is he a diva because he's not getting the ball? Like, keep in mind, the wide team position breeds that's a divas. But the Giants won't mm-hmm. like win it. The Cleveland Browns weren't really winning. No, um, yeah. that's well, not. Well, he was you know, a bad so,
2: fit. See, that's, that's,
3: he was that's a bad fit for Mayfield because the... Mayfield yeah. couldn't deliver him the ball. I mean, he was running those underneath crossing routes, and it's like Mayfield wasn't even seeing him. And he was wide open. I mean, you could look at the tape. There were, th- there were routes, and Beckham ran those same routes for Eli as well, and, and Eli mm. used to hit him because Eli couldn't throw the ball very far towards the end of his career anyway, so it <laughs> worked out well. But Mayfield, it looked like Baker was trying to just hit the home run every time when he had Beckham underneath every time. And I, and, and I could see how that would be frustrating for Beckham. I, I, I can understand that. I really could.
2: But, see, I don't, I, don't, um, I don't buy that because he when he got traded out in New York, one of the first things that he said was, now I finally got a quarterback that can throw me the football. So he took a shot, yeah. right, at Eli. You guys yeah. remember it. So now yes. he comes here, and now he's talking about Baker can't get him the ball because he got his daddy exactly. doing his dirty work for him. Here's yes. the point. Sears, you're right. He was a malcontent in New York because he wasn't getting the ball and they weren't winning because he wanted to get the ball to help them win. Fine. Now he's in Cleveland where they started winning, and he wasn't getting the ball, and he's still a malcontent. Guess That's what? That's right. You're just a malcontent. You're just a baby. Exactly. You need the ball. And, they were winning in Cleveland. They traded him to Cleveland to punish him. They traded him to Cleveland to punish him. And they yeah. started winning despite it. And he still wasn't happy. Even though he's a great talent, you got all these players that have played for him in New York and Phil, in Cleveland that say he's a great teammate. They love him. You know, you got LeBron and all these guys saying free Odell. But, he comes off like a jerk because he, he was winning and he still complained. He was still complaining. That's why. That's why I, and that's why I say I, I don't think him. he'll
3: be happy wherever he is. He's going to find something I, wrong with Aaron Rodgers. You watch. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. I don't know about say that. what you want about the whole vaccine His, stuff. He's the best quarterback out there. Odell will mm-hmm. still find fault with him somehow. He'll still find fault. With I don't him know about Some that. way.
0: Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like. Again, there are teams and there are coaches and there are players that, when you speak,
1: they listen.
0: Like the, the the biggest reason why when every problem child gets cut from one team, they the Patriots are the first team that comes to mind because Bill Belichick <laughs> tends to take them and, and make them into into greatness. When 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 the whole thing with AB and I'm, I'm still a fan when the whole thing with AB went down and he ended up, you know, with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, all of a sudden. You know, he, you know he's going to act when he's going to fly. He like up. he got, he got reezer. Yeah. He he cleaned himself up, and now he, you know, he went up to Tampa Bay. And the only thing about A.B. that you're hearing now is the fact that he's hurt. We ain't hearing about him doing nothing on the off the field. All of a sudden, his baby mm-hmm. mamas are in order. He's paying all the taxes. <laughs> he ain't running around videotaping <laughs> nothing. Just at the thorough. Mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying, I mean, again, here's the thing. Like you, you, you are who you associate yourself with. So Odell right. Jr., you know, through all his faults and through all his situations, he can find himself in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, who is the, one of the few quarterbacks in this league that can tell him to shut the F up and he actually listens, you know what I'm saying, because he's done something, that resume and that pedigree speaks for itself. And you go from there, like, I mean, again, you're Giants fans, but, like, Elon Manning, is, is that's the type of dude that'll stick his foot off in somebody's behind, that, that's just that's about him. You know what I'm saying? And there, there there are players in this league, and there are players um, that 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 need that type of, I guess, I don't say parental authority or that type of gravitas, but they need somebody to break their foot off in their behind and say, shut the F up, fly right. Let's, 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 let's go on this magic carpet ride together. You know what I'm saying? Again, I'm a still fan. I just watched this. I watched Antonio Brown win a freaking championship.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I watch that. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, and, you know, I the, agree with you with there. The, with the, with yeah. the one player, with the one player, I can't stand. I can't stand Tom Brady. But them two balance got together and won a championship. Crazy.
1: Well, that's I why I thought maybe.
3: Thing, I agree with all your points. You're right, and that's why I thought too maybe the Tampa, Tampa could be a fit because of Brady. And and Brady, like Rogers, is the kind of guy he'll stick his foot in. Odell's ass and be like, listen, dude, this is the way we're doing things. I'm Tom Brady. I'm the GOAT. Right. So that's why I thought that, but you're right, too, in Tampa, there's not enough ball to go around either because they got so many weapons. So the next best thing is probably Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers being able to have that effect on him, too. You're right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man, we got a couple more. We got about a half hour left in in the show, man. Uh, one more thing I want to get up in the preliminary stuff before we popcorn these games. Um, Sam Darnold, man, and, and the Carolina Panthers. Um, they it was all good just a couple weeks ago, man. They was three and zero, and all of a sudden Sam Darnold and, and and the Panthers lost four straight. It looks like, according to what I'm reading now, it looks like they may end up starting um, you know, another quarterback under center, um, this upcoming week. What's going on, man? P J Walker, is he the guy who's gonna kinda write of the ship or does the Carolina Panthers guess wrong on Sam Darnold and they need to abort mission and go look for something from somebody or someone else?
2: I mean, he is who he is. He's he's average at best. He's he's he can make the throws, but he doesn't make the right reads all the time. He needs help from everybody on the team. Uh, he's not going to elevate the team. It doesn't help that you know they're missing Christian McCaffrey. Um, you know they 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 struggle without him. He's such an offensive weapon. But you know I think we've seen enough from him to to safely say that. He's just not. He's not a starter. He's not a starter in this league for a, a winning team. Um, I think he can. He can play in this league. I just don't think that his career is going to be as a starter. Um, you know, and that you know, it, it's unfortunate, but it you know, I guess you could say the Giants were right by passing on him and getting Barkley instead of him because you know. Even if the Jets were terrible and didn't – they couldn't they, they couldn't treat anybody right. You know, he, he <laughs> is who he is. He's just not very good. I You know, I, I hate to say it, but he's just not.
0: Um, I mean, my thing with Sam Darnold was this. And, again, Anthony, I'm going to come to you here in a minute. Um, they got Christian McCaffrey back, and, you know, Christian McCaffrey did his thing, but there, there's something about – Sam Darnold and seeing these Patriots, like he literally he sees he, ghosts <laughs> when he's seeing Lugan Patriots <laughs> no matter what uniform he's in. Um, so I'm curious to see how they look, you know, going forward. Now that Christian McCaffrey does seem like he's back, um, they had him on a pitch count Sunday and he still managed to get 110 all-purpose yards. I mean, he he, he wakes up and he, he's, he's a walking bucket as they say in basketball. Um, but, Anthony, what were your thoughts on uh, Sam Darnold this upcoming, this past week? Yeah. Um, did they any, did, did any look elsewhere? They they did lose the ball game to the New England Patriots and, and everything. But what are your opinions on Sam Darnold?
3: Well, I, I'm actually not ready to give up on him just yet. And I think maybe the change of scenery, getting out of New York, getting Christian McCaffrey back I think is going to be helpful to him. I do agree he has trouble with his reads, seen the field. or or thinking he's seeing something that he's really not, making poor decisions. He he, he was a turnover machine at USC, I believe. I I remember the night he was drafted, and that was the big knock on him, was he did have that propensity to throw picks. And and true to form with the Jets, he did the same thing. You know, he just threw into double coverage, made bad reads, made bad decisions. And so, you know, I, I... I'm not overly hopeful on him, but I am willing to give him a chance to see how he can do with Matt Rule, how he can do in Carolina, out of the New York market. There's definitely something to New York. I believe that. Um, Whether that's what's affecting Sam Darnold, I think, remains to be seen. It depends on how well he does in Carolina. But there's definitely something to the New York market. I think it's why a lot of players, and we're even learning this with the Mets now today. I don't know if you've been following any Mets news, but they're having a lot of trouble. Uh, hiring a GM or a president of baseball operations because no executive wants to come and and work in this market with with the kind of (laughs) scrutiny that there is on players and executives all the time. So there's definitely something to the New York thing. Not everybody can handle it. I think there's a conscious effort amongst players and executives to stay away from it. And I'm still willing to see if that helps Darnold. But he needs a mentor. And maybe that mentor is Matt Rule. Or maybe they need to bring in a backup quarterback who can mentor him. But I think, you know, the jury is still out. In my view, when he went to Carolina, that was kind of a reset in his career. And I think I'm willing to Uh give it a little bit of time to see how does he do for the rest of the season once he gets some weapons back. Let's see. let's, Let's look at a full season in Carolina and see if we really see a change in trajectory there, if we really see an improvement. Um, I think we're going to know by this time next year when we're sitting here talking next November, I think by that time mm-hmm. we're definitely going to know does Sam Darnold have any chance of making it in this league anywhere? Because I think if he can't do it in Carolina, I, I don't see anywhere where he can. You know, so I, I think this okay, is a good move I mean, for him. Obviously, Carolina is paying him a lot of money, and they've locked him in for several years here. So – He's not going anywhere. I don't think they're ready to invest in, and commit to him for a while.
2: So, right, right. Uh,
3: I
0: think I think we'll know before this time next year. I think we'll know in the next four weeks, or whatever the case may be, um, where he's at. So, gentlemen, we got about fifteen minutes left to go on the show, and I definitely wanted to talk about a couple of these games. And I'm gonna start with the Sunday nighter when the Tennessee Titans pull off a shocker and, and get a much needed win against the Los Angeles Rams. This is the first game without uh, Derrick Henry and everybody thought that this was going to be a a cakewalk, if you will, for the Los Angeles Rams, but the Tennessee Titans defense and and Vrabel managed to get it done, picking Matt Stafford off twice and uh, pretty much shutting down the run game and um, making things very, very difficult for the L.A. Rams. Um, So what were your thoughts watching this watching this game as as we tuned in on Sunday night? Um, give a shout out to my man who's listening, you know. But yo, what were your thoughts on this game uh, Sunday night watching the Tennessee Titans and this defense and and the Tennessee Titans put off this upset here? Uh, you know
2: the the Titans just figure out a way to win. I mean every time you think they're not supposed to win, you they go up against the Bills or you know they go they just figure it out. They figure out how to win against the Chiefs. You know what I mean? They're a good team. They're right now the best team in the AFC. Um I don't know how you can I mean I don't think they'll finish that way, but right now they are. I mean they just, you know, give give their coaching staff, give gives them credit. Um They just figure out ways to win games. Um, I think the Rams need to get back to not to basics, but to what brought them to the dance. I think McVay's trying to fit his offense to to Stafford a little bit, more dropbacks. And I think McVay's style of offense needs to kind of come to the head, and that's how that team was starting to win games by – Really, you know, doing the rollouts, making the proper reads, and getting the right throws. I'm what I'm looking at a play where, um, you know, they anticipated a rollout, and the defensive end for the the Titans took a wide angle to the quarterback to 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 guard against the rollout and to guard against the jet sweep. But he, it was just a straight drop back, and 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 then he threw the ball. Just I don't know where he was throwing it. So it's like. Their offense is not in sync. Their offense is trying to be what they're not. They're not designed to be. So I think that's what the Rams need to get back to.
0: I mean, I actually uh, I, I I agree and I disagree, um, Anthony. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna come to you here in a minute. Um, I think honestly this was a case uh, of, of the LA Rams just rolling the ball out there and thinking because the Tennessee Titans didn't have. You know, arguably the best football player you know on the planet, than Derrick Henry. That they were just gonna roll over and play dead. They listen. They they, they came out there. They didn't look prepared. They looked like they just caked walked mm-hmm. through. Um, Matthew Stafford didn't look like a shell of himself. And again, that's a testament to the Tennessee Titans defensive front, who was able to generate pressure from anywhere on the planet. Matthew Stafford turned into Carson Wentz and threw a threw a pick. You know, falling in the end zone. Um, this, 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 this LA Rams team just looked like they, they just thought they was going to win the ball game, just, just, just pure showing up. Um, and this Kentucky Titans team, again, they're gamers. I mean, they beat the Buffalo Bills when nobody thought they would beat the Buffalo Bills. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs when everybody still thought the Kansas City Chiefs were a legitimate team. Um, this is a team that, you know, gives no F about who you are and what you – what you think about yourself? They're going to show up and play you. And the thing is, if you look at the Tennessee Titans, you know, remaining schedule, I think the only other playoff potential the team that they play is us. <laughs> you know, everybody else they, <laughs> they, they they still got the division twice. They, they still got to play the division. They they got some tennis. They, they got some um. They got some Tennessee Titans in there, and not some, tennis, but they got some Houston Texans in there. They got some Miami Dolphins in there. Like it's 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 pretty much a cakewalk for them. Everything is in front of them. And, you know, so salute to them. But, Anthony, what were your thoughts on this ball game? Um, I'm not sure if yeah. you've got a chance to look at it, but the Tennessee Titans definitely get a must to win here um, and, and move their record to 7-2. and two.
3: Well, how crazy is it that the Titans lost to the Jets, right?
0: <laughs> that's That's
3: number one, what I'll say about that. But, anyway, they – I think the Tennessee Titans are – what Dave Gettleman was trying to make the New York Giants to be, which is we're going to block you. We're going to run the ball up your ass. We're going to play tough defense. We're going to play old school smash mouth, hit you in the jaw type football. There's nothing flashy about them. They're like, I, I like to think of them. They're they're a January team. They're a cold weather team, right? They can go and they, they travel well. They, they can just beat you at the line of scrimmage. And I thought it was interesting, you know, in today's NFL, the the formula for winning has, they've gotten away from that kind of football, right? We're always told, you know, you, you need to be flashy. You need to have ballers, right? Who can just get, air the ball downfield and just put up points like crazy. And, you know, it, it's not about running the ball smash mouth defense anymore like it used to be 30, 40 years ago watching the NFL. Um, it's changed it's a changed game. You got to be able to score a lot of points, but the Tennessee Titans kind of rolled back the clock and showed you, Hey, maybe it is still possible to win in today's NFL kind of ugly. Right. And now I know the the Rams win wasn't ugly. I mean, they dominated them. Final score showed that, but you know, they kind of showed you that it, it is still possible to win in that old school kind of smash mouth kind of way. So I, I thought that was interesting. And then, you know, on the Ram side, and I think we've had enough of a sample size on Matthew Stafford now to know. You know, I, I don't completely trust this guy in a big game. I, I, I don't. He hasn't really played a whole lot of big games in his career, having played for Detroit. Um, but it just seems like he's been good at compiling stats throughout his career. But we haven't really seen him turn in that legendary performance that kind of puts him, you know, in that upper echelon. I know statistically he's been in that upper echelon. But he hasn't shown us that he can be a winner when his team really needs him to be. So that, for me, would be the problem with Stafford. And I I liked the acquisition. I liked going out and getting him. He's definitely an upgrade from Jared Goff. Um, But I think you might have said this too, Barry. They might be trying to fit a, a square peg in a circle hole with Stafford. Maybe he's not the best fit for McVay. And maybe McVay is trying to overcompensate and change too much of what McVay does normally in order to, comp- in order to fit Stafford. Um, and I don't know who that, that could come back and, and backfire and, and cost them late in the season. So yeah, I, I definitely a shocker um, you'd think yeah, the last year team would win, but Tennessee Titans, just like you said, kind of just find a way by out muscling you. And it's, isn't it funny, you know, Mike Rabel, from the Belichick tree, you know, no one from the Belichick tree does well. But uh, Mike Brabel seems to be uh having played for him all those years. Not coached under him but played for him. Maybe that's the edge Brabel has, you know. I <laughs> think
0: he's,
3: he's definitely learned I mean, something it, from him. I mean, you it, it, tell.
0: it 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 does help when you've got, you know, arguably the best runner in today's game and and oh, yeah. um you know it, it Teams kind of take on the identity uh, of a coach. And again, I, I, as a solo fan, I, I, I attest to that. And, you know, when you look at Mike Vrabel um, and, and the Tennessee Titans team, they, they really take on his identity. I did want to get to, unfortunately, I did want to get to this New York Giants game and that you guys kind of have that. We got about eight minutes left to go the show, but the New York Giants um find themselves in the winner's circle, much to my chagrin, um, beating the LA the Las Vegas Raiders sixteen to twenty three. Um, I listened to various finger food before today's show and um yeah, it, it, it was it it was interesting game. interesting game. But uh the floor is you guys man. Go ahead and talk about the G Man. What did you think? You know, what do you need to improve on and um go ahead and talk about it, man. I'll
2: go real quick, and then I want Anthony to really kind of chime in. But, um, listen, yeah, listen to the finger food. I gave a full breakdown. But um, you should be thanking us. We beat the Ra- the Raiders for you. Now you know you- they're a team that's ahead of you in the playoffs. So you're welcome, serious. You're welcome. All right? But, not seriously, it's an ugly win, but it's a win. And you don't apologize for how you win. Um, they didn't beat themselves like they did against the, the Chiefs. Didn't have turnovers. Um, they played. A, they played a, 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 a good game. At least running the football and, and not bent, breaking on defense, getting stops when they needed to, and, and um, you know going into the bye week feeling good.
3: Yeah, I, the D definitely showed up for this game. You know, you get a pick six. That's always a huge game changer. Um, you know, th- this offense just still can't get out of its own way, and and that's why you know you're skeptical they're going to be able to win games like this going forward because right. you know they they go downfield they get the opening touchdown daniel jones is literally perfect and then jason garrett rips the ball out of his hands for the rest of the game and, and jones finishes with under 100 yards passing it's mind-boggling i don't know why they they just disarm him right like that when he's the best offensive player on the field and he's got little to no weapons around him and little to no offensive line to block for him but that's a whole separate conversation for another day. But, you know, the defense carried them in this game. You know, they, they gave up the one touchdown, and then Oakland knocked on the door three other times, and I think they came away with, you know, six other points or nine other points, something like that. So they kept them to field goals. They, they forced the sack fumble at the end, which is something the Giants haven't been doing a whole lot of this year, which is getting a pass rush and forcing turnovers. So when you force turnovers when you're – plus three like that in the turnover category and you're getting big red zone stops, Um, you know, they they were able to pull it out, even though the offense barely did anything all day, but they're going to have to find some offense to win games going forward. You're not going to win games like this very often in this league. Um, But I also think too, that this was the kind of win we sort of envisioned as Giants fans going into the season. We had our questions about the offense and how many points they can put up. They still haven't put up 30 points in two years now under Jason Garrett, but you, you had a lot of confidence that the defense could rule the day, and, and that's kind of what happened. That's what happened against the Raiders. Is the kind of thing you were hoping that the Giants would do a lot of this year, um, and they might still do more of it, but it's it's not the kind of thing that's gonna. It's not the kind of formula that's gonna help you rack up wins the way they need to. They need this offense to get healthy. They need to let Jones play kind of like they did. I I think the best game that Garrett called all season was game two against Washington, where they just let, he just let Jones be the star, right? And I think that's what they should do. If he's going to be your franchise quarterback, like you claim he is, he's clearly the most talented player on the offense. Let Daniel Jones ball um, and just open up the playbook for this guy and, and let him deliver the ball to his weapons, assuming they're healthy. If Jones gets even a little bit of blocking, he'll be able to to do some damage and and rack up some some stats, some yards and some points. But you know, games like Sunday, while it felt good, uh, they're going to need to get a lot more from the offense going forward. Yeah,
2: they need they need so Thomas good. back in the worst way. They need Thomas back healthy. That's they really we do. hope he can yep. get back after the after the bye. Um, that's so death. let me
0: say this. Let me. Let me say this coming coming in, come in and, you know, again. i kind of want to get you guys' opinion on this. So coming out of the bye week, you got you got Tampa Bay, Philly, Dolphins, Chargers, Cowboys, Eagles, Bears, and you close against Washington. Okay, so mm-hmm. you got the Buccaneers who can score points. You got the Chargers who can score points. You got the Cowboys who can score points.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How many wins do you guys see coming out of this this remaining schedule for you guys?
2: I'll, I'll be honest with you, and I'm going to do a bi-week a a addition. The Giants, can they can get eight wins. They can theoretically get to nine. I think nine wins might get them into the playoffs. I think, you know, maybe nine and eight um, might be able to sneak them into that seven spot. They have to steal a game. They have to steal a game against either the Cowboys, the Bucks, or the Chargers, or a combination of the two. A game against the Dolphins, game against, two games against the Eagles, the, a game against Washington, those are winnable games. They should at least get to eight wins on paper. Now, Giants have been losing games that they shouldn't be losing, so I can't say that those are locks. But theoretically, they can get eight wins, steal another win, Looking at a wild card, it's it's possible. And then that'll break my heart because then that'll mean Gettleman will get another chance, and I can't take it (laughs) in. It's the rub. Serious, you know what I'm saying? I'm serious. If they get to eight, nine wins, that whole crew is coming back.
1: They're all coming back.
2: We want them gone. I'd rather them lose and get rid of them. Then win these games and, like, oh, you know what? He's getting closer. He went from six to eight wins. He's getting closer. Yeah. Let's bring him back another year. God, help me.
3: I said to a buddy once after one of these games we won, I think it might have been after we beat the Panthers, I said, I want to win, but we need to lose. <laughs> we, we, can't, <laughs> we can't rubber stamp this regime. And John Mara is going to look for every reason to keep the status quo. This guy yeah. loads change loads it right he feels the need to be loyal to his people and his people who he's he's entrusted this franchise to 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 a fault and you know eight nine wins no one's losing their job if they get eight nine wins i really don't i and i wish i could share your optimism barry i don't see eight or nine wins on here i'm looking i'm seeing three more wins i really am i'm looking at six or seven wins is what i'm seeing seven if we're lucky but I, I'm really thinking most run. likely six. I'm looking six and eleven. So we got left.
0: about we got about ninety seconds left, man. Anthony, thank you so much for popping on, man. Don't be a stranger, man. Give us a plug and a closeout. Anything you'd <laughs> like to promote before we get out of here, my man. Dude,
3: this has been awesome. You know, when I met Barry and he was telling me that he was doing this, I was like, wow. You know, this, this feels like fate that I that I've that I'm meeting this guy right now because I've been trying to get my own podcast off the ground and, you know, not really getting a lot of hits on it, so just you guys being so gracious and and giving me this platform to be able to share my views and let my voice be heard, man, I I can't tell you guys how much this means to me, you know, so I'm just so appreciative having met you, Barry, and having met you, too, Sirius, and and I can't wait to continue to contribute to your program going forward, man, and you you can tell you guys are knowledgeable, you guys know your shit, and, and I can't wait to continue to bounce things off you guys it's been amazing hey, thank you guys so much <laughs> this is
2: really cool absolutely absolutely man
0: man you know what to do man shut us down man
2: yeah anthony thank you for so much for calling in um definitely you know we always got an extra apron so if you definitely want to chef it <laughs> up with us uh we got we got shows all week so uh definitely feel free um, listen, Sports City, we got the website, the blog, the interviews. Uh, we got big things cooking. We should have a special show on Friday with uh, CEB Sports, the uh, Philly uh, Sports Alliance. So I-, I need all my giant supporters to help me out when I'm on the phone with two Philly fans and a Lions fan with TP Timeless. But, you know, <laughs> Sports City is doing a collaboration with them. So we'll be doing that live. So it'll be live on um StreamYard and it'll be streamed to our, our social channel. So more information on that as we get the details hammered out. But Sports City, you got a lot of things going on. Uh finger food, get to the YouTube channel, listen to that. Um Sirius did a great job with his. I love listening to his so definitely listen to that. Um Sirius man, you know what to do, bro. I love doing the show with you, man. I appreciate it.
0: Yo, man, it's such a privilege and a pleasure to be here with you guys, man, and you know, this is what we do, man. We bring people together. We talk sports. And one more thing before we get out of here, prayers up to Dalvin Cook. For those of you guys yep. who missed it, he was a victim of domestic um, domestic assault, and uh, now it's starting to get murky. So hopefully that whole situation works itself out. We'll talk about it tomorrow on the free-for-all. But, man, we're out of here, man. As the homie TP says, telephone to telephone. It's the chefs again. And if they don't know,
1: now they know out. Uh, <laughs> <city, sports> <laughs> I like it. Chefs, sports city, sports city. Chefs, chefs, chef. sports city, sports city. Chefs, chefs, sports city, sports city. Chefs. Kaboom, sports city chefs is in the room. Cooking up hot topics to put up on the spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman verse MF Doom, the clouds loom. To so tell a friend, it's the sports city chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Sports Chef, Sports City, Sports City, oh, Chef, you, Chef, oh, Yeah. Oh, Cabin, oh, Ty, <laughs> <Ties. laughs> Woo, Connecticut, uh. Uh-huh.